0: We are glad to have the youth in here with us tonight, so praise God, thank you for hanging out and hanging around, praise God. Yes, yes, and yes, hallelujah. Blessed to see all of you here, we're glad that you're here, praise the Lord, amen. And as I said before, we're believing God with uh, good old Cameron and Samantha there, hallelujah, and, and baby Brody, hallelujah, he's, we're just believing he's getting stronger and stronger, Hallelujah. Thank God for his amazing grace, amen? Hallelujah, so uh, we are thanking God for that, good things, and uh, glory to God, I just want to welcome each and every one to a Wednesday night, you're here on a Wednesday night, which is awesome, hallelujah, uh, so we're just, like I said, praising the Lord for his goodness and his grace. Hey, if you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to 1 Samuel chapter 2. 1 Samuel chapter 2, we're going to read verse 30. You know, we, we sang that was a very appropriate song. I mean, she didn't know what I was going to minister on tonight or what the Spirit of God had talked to me about today. But uh, it, it was just that something that just continually came up. And actually, it was a, a, a young man asked me a question on Sunday. He asked me about Hebrews 11.6, and he said you know, the question was, well, I know it says without faith, it's impossible to please God because you must believe that he is. But it also goes on to say, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And he said, why is that important that we believe God's a rewarder? And, uh, you know, so I didn't have a whole lot of time to share that with him or a whole lot of time to to tell him. But uh, believe it or not, it's very, very important that you understand why God's a rewarder. Because, you know, the devils believe that God is, but it doesn't do him any good. The whole world, in fact, a lot of the world, now a lot of the world doesn't believe that there is a God or they believe that there's some kind of thing. But many, many people do believe that God is, but He doesn't do them any good. Amen? It doesn't, you know, there's, there's, there's no benefit in that just to believe in God. Thank you for your overwhelming response. But the key is, it really isn't. There isn't a benefit in just believing in God. You, the Bible says, but without faith, it's impossible to please Him because you must believe that He is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And don't worry about the diligently seek him, but we believe that he's a rewarder. We take that side right there and understanding God's heart, God's plan, what God wants to do because when you understand the heart of the Father, when you understand who he is and his plan and for us and how much he loves us, then you know you can receive all that he has for you. Amen? Yeah. And so, you know, it just in that, in realizing how important it is To understand that when we give God honor and and glory and praise and we're worshiping, not because he's egotistical that he thinks he needs it. No, we're giving him honor and glory because he first loved us, because he sent Jesus to die for us, because he is a rewarder. Uh, Hallelujah. He always, you know, gives us 10 times more than we could ever give him. Amen. And, and there's something that we have to be as Christians that we need to understand. There's something that, that, that we have to do, especially now in this whole world, is that we have to be people of honor. We have to be people of God's glory. We have to be people to know that the reason that we're blessed, the reason that what's going on in our life, the reason that we're joyful is because we have a God who's rewarding us for trusting him, rewarding us for living and believing in him. It's still all by faith. Amen? You know, the world is always going to try to, they're going to try to, I mean, and the world is crazy. You know, the world is just flat crazy, and they're just, they just keep getting more and more uh, ludicrous as far as I'm concerned. Uh, You know, as one person said, it's just ignorance gone to seed, okay? And so it's bad, but we're not getting our joy. We're not getting our wisdom. We're not getting our peace from anything out there. We're getting that all from the Word of God. So I want to talk to you about being people of honor or a person of honor, because honor is something that is lost, but if we can understand how we honor God, then it'll 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 just uh, trickle down all the way to us. Amen. Hallelujah! It'll trickle down. Here in First Samuel chapter two and verse thirty, he said this. If I word he said, Wherefore the Lord God of Israel says, I said indeed that at thy that thy house and the house of thy father should walk before me forever. But now the Lord says, Be it far from me, for them that honor me I will honor, and they that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. What's God saying? God's had to turn around through the prophet Sam say, well, I said this. I said, your house is going to be this and I'm going to do all this stuff for you. But because all of a sudden now they're not doing right things, he said, listen, I'm going to honor those that honor me and I'm going to be with those who obey and do it. The Bible talks about that if we diligently seek him, the Bible talks about if we obey and do what his word says and we honor him in that, then there's blessings that come. How many you know that all of the promises of God are conditional? Amen. They are. They're conditional. He's just gonna try to outpreach me. He's doing good, but we're good here. We're good. I, I, hey, it, it's all good. We love it. We love it. You know. <laughs> amen. You know one of my one of my favorite movies. I have a lot of favorite things. I don't like watch movies too much, but one of my favorite is called Chariots of Fire. Which if, if you've never seen that, it's about a missionary uh, and a guy named Eric Little. And uh, he was in the, in the early 1900s, and he was a missionary, but he was also a very fast, and he was the fastest guy in the world at a 100-yard dash, but so he went to the Olympics, and uh, what happened was is the trials for the 100-yard dash was on a Sunday, and so he said, hey, I don't do anything on Sunday except go to church and pray. And so he had the whole country at its knees. He said, I'm not doing this. And he didn't do it. And, of course, another one of his teammates won. And so it was kind of a thing. But anyways, what happened was another one of his teammates said, hey, why don't you run the 400 for me? Now, these are the best athletes in the world. And they're the fastest. I mean, he's a 100-meter guy. He's a shorter-distance person, supposedly. But when he, So they were doing it, and one of the American guys ran up to him and gave him a note, and it was Right here, it was First Samuel chapter 2, verse 30, that says, he who honors God, God will honor him. I loved it, because he went on to win the 400 meters, or 400 40 yards then. He won the 400-yard race and beat everybody in the world, you know, uh, and it was, it was, the key is just, it was, the guy knew that, hey, because you honored God, God's gonna honor you. And the thing about it is, when we understand that, it changes our perspective. Because see, honor is something we give up. It's not something we give down. Okay, and really, one of the things about it—the biggest characteristic of honor—how can we honor God the most? What would God desire the most? How did He in us? Well, the Bible tells us that without faith, it's impossible to that. So, your honor—you honor God number one with your faith in Him. And faith doesn't work without love. So, your love goes to God. It's God wants our love, and He wants our faith. Amen. To believe in him. See, that's why the people of the world and religious people say, why do you mean you're believing God and you're trusting him and you have faith that he's going to meet your need? You have faith that God's going to heal you. You have faith that God's going to deliver you. You have faith that God's going to go before you and give you favor. How dare you even ask of God those things? And yet God said, if you want to give me the highest honor, exercise your faith and exercise your love. Amen? see the, the key the world has so, we 've been so brainwashed in a lot of things the world is so upside down that uh, uh, many many times we're trying to get you know huh, we're trying to get our 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 whole self esteem or trying to get a lot of us you know well i 'll say this we often try to measure ourselves by a world standard instead of a god standard you know we're, we're trying to uh, uh, you know, realize that we, we, we want to get some things here um, naturally, but yet, listen, many times we try to even get our, our spiritual success or even our moral success by a world standard, and you can't do that because their standard's way down here. Our standard is the Lord Jesus Christ. We got to raise our standards. And we've got to be men and women of honor, men and women that honor and give honor and glory to God. And the way to give honor and glory to God is, first of all, let's have an active belief that what God said is true, amen, and what the Lord Jesus Christ, everything that he's provided for us, belongs to us, amen? Proverbs 21, 21 says this, he who pursues righteousness and love finds life, prosperity, and honor, amen? Amen? See, when we passionately pursue him, just like I said, it's a rewarder. Because why, many people say, well, I don't, want, you know, I don't want God to think I want everything. It's not a question of wanting it. It's a question of honoring God and he wants to bestow things to us so that we can be a blessing to others. And we can let God's active love toward us cause us to be active love toward others. You do realize in order to honor God, respectively, your active faith and, and loving him is your love as kids, Amen? God tells us to do that. And the only way you're going to be able to love his kids is you're going to have to pray for his kids. <laughs> you won't have ugliness towards somebody you're praying for, or you can't pray effectively toward them. Amen? So you got to tell the word of God. Because all of us have had somebody that's been dishonorable to us. You know that? And hopefully I'm going to share tonight with you how to honor the dishonorable. Because that's the hardest thing in the world for people to do. How do you honor somebody that doesn't deserve it, and yet they're in a position that they need to be honored? It's it's a real challenge. It's a real challenge when you're in a position of that. But we can see in the Word of God where God did some things. God showed us some things here, you know, hallelujah. And God tells us some things on how we can do this. Like I said, we got to pray for those. Another thing is we got to read the Word of God and get the Word of God on the inside because that's our basis. Amen? And when you do that, then you can honor God. You can, and you know, it's easy to worship and honor or worship God, love God, and exercise our faith when we honor God with our hearts. I'm so glad. I'm so glad for my salvation. I always thank God for John 3 16. Amen. And here's the thing about it. Don't you know that there's so many people that don't have purpose? They're wondering what they, what, why am I on the earth? Why am I here? Why, why did God, you know, make me, why am I here? You know, why did God, do, and especially those that don't know Jesus. When you know Jesus, you understand purpose. Because number one purpose is I'm to be a Christian, I'm to love and to honor God, I'm to show the world and the devil how great my father is. I'm to show everybody how wonderful it is to be a Christian, how wonderful it is to be in the family of God. And full of joy, hallelujah. And show the world how to live and enjoy life in Christ, life with God who wants me to freely enjoy all things. Hallelujah. Who's given me all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Amen. Hallelujah. Who's showing me and he's just pouring out his love and his kindness, glory to God, because he created everything. Amen. But we've got to understand, we've got purpose. I've always been shocked You know, I started out, you know, knowing some things, and I guess just knowing I got called into ministry early, and so I got called, and I had a a great purpose, you know. And, and, uh, you know, let me just give you some things that, that I grabbed a hold of early because I knew why I was on the earth. And here's the thing. I was created, you know, and there's several reasons God gave me right in the beginning. He said, you were created to live with a purpose and a meaning to, number one, to worship. Number two was to please him in everything that I do. Don't you want to do what God said about Jesus? This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Don't you want God to say that about you? And without faith, it's impossible to please him. So I have to have faith to believe that he is and that he's a rewarder and that he's directing my steps and believe what he said so I can live this life. I've been created for worship. I've been created to please him. Man, another thing he said, listen, you've been created to have fellowship with me. Now we look at that and we go, well, that's no big deal. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? God, the creator of the universe, the God that we can, they got telescopes now and they're seeing things and it never ends. God that has no end and has no end. God, the creator of the universe, made a way for us to have fellowship that we can go into the throne room of grace boldly and obtain grace to find, you know, mercy and time and find help and all that. We get that He wants to have fellowship with me. Come down with me and have fellowship and talk to me. I don't care that I don't care if the president or the biggest movie or the biggest sports hero, all these different things, glory to God. God wants to talk and have fellowship with me and he gives me an open door. Amen. You know, I, I, I grew up in, you know, really enjoying sports. I grew up playing all all of the majors, you know, with well, the majors, probably, but all the sports that were major at that time, you know, football, basketball, and baseball, and doing the things that were going to all things we were doing. So I played all of those sports all of my life, you know, and all through high school and everything. So I had a lot of heroes. I read all kinds of books. and uh, uh, But I thank God because I got saved early, and then I went through high school and stuff. But the greatest thing, when I knew that God, when I realized the relationship that God wanted to talk to me, and I I have every access, that there was nothing standing between me and God to stop the creator and me having fellowship, that I could go. I could check out of this body, hallelujah, in a sense, and just, man, imagine myself at the throne of God. And the reason that's so wonderful is because when I have fellowship with him, I don't only really have a relationship. See, a lot of people get a relationship. They accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, but they never fellowship. How many of you know a relationship without fellowship doesn't do any good? I mean, how many of you got a rich uncle or a rich aunt, somebody else, and you're thinking, man, why don't they like me better? Because <laughs> you don't have any fellowship with them. You're related to them. You're related to them, but it does not benefit in you. Now, some of you it might, but the other, because you have fellowship with them. But if when you have fellowship with the Father, he relates to you. Not only is he related, but he also... Fa- and he pours out his blessings to you. Amen? Hallelujah. And see, the key of God is, is he, he don't want to leave you the way you are. He wants you to grow up in him. That's the wonderful thing about it. Thank God that when we honor God, he gives us even greater purpose. Greater purpose. And, and I found out with a lot of folks being a Christian wasn't enough they're always wanting some other title. Well, I'm an apostle or I'm this if you're in ministry or they connect themselves with I'm a fireman or I'm a policeman or I'm a plumber or I'm a carpenter or I'm this. And it, and Jesus Christ was not enough. Their relationship, their Christianity is not enough. It always shocks me because This is something greater than this. No, Christianity, my relationship with my Heavenly Father, my Lord Jesus Christ, and my fellowship with the Holy Spirit is the most important thing in my entire life. Thank God I'm a pastor. That's what I do. I love what I do. But that doesn't identify me. Christianity identifies. My relationship with God is the number one thing. I can't get any higher, and I can't get any better than what I have right now. I'm not trying to. Glory to God. I'm just trying to endeavor to learn all that he has for me. Amen? Hallelujah, and see when I do that, when my relationship with God is good, it's easy to love people. It is. People are precious and they have no past. All Christians repent every day, I believe, because I repent every day because I mess up. Have you ever done something and it just you just go, I can't believe I just did that. That's gonna. That, that's just. That was just dumb. And. uh, um, it, it, <laughs> <laughs> it was like, no! But here's the thing about it. Why don't we have more honor in, in ourselves in this? Because when you honor God in your relationship with God, he'll help you to honor people around you. He'll help you to honor what they're doing because right at the, right at the heart of, of honor is service. Thank you for your overwhelming response. Nobody likes that. I know, that's why we don't have much honor because nobody wants to do anything. Hallelujah. You know, (laughs) see, if we begin to honor one another, the Bible says in love, preferring one another, honoring one another, we begin to honor uh, uh, folks because we want them to get better because we know that we're honoring God and God is is coming down and we're we're exercising and God's doing what he said he would do in our lives. Because most of the time, the reason we don't honor and the reason we don't do these things is because we think that somebody else is gonna get more than us. We think that God's not going to do for us what he's doing for somebody else. And then we think, well, how come nobody's honoring me? Well, usually the reason when you think that is because you're not honoring anybody else. You're not honoring, you're not giving, you're not doing, you're not serving, you're not helping, you're not doing this. Because, you know, when God says, okay, you want to honor me? I need you to go over and help this person. You want to honor me? I want you to get over here and serve in this capacity and be a blessing. Honor me in this. Amen? Because that's what God's all about. God's all about loving his kids. God's all, about getting, God's all about getting other people here. Amen? But let's go into this thing really quickly here about how do you honor the dishonorable? How do you honor your, you know, and they, maybe you'll see yourself or maybe you'll see others. But then this may be things that are taking place because when, when, when your trust has been broken or you've tried to honor and these people have been very unhonorable, they've been very dishonorable in some areas. And, uh, uh, you know, when you get a dishonorable discharge from the military and stuff it means you actually did something wrong okay, in some areas and things like that, so, you know, and honoring somebody who doesn't deserve it is probably one of the hardest things in the world to do, honoring somebody or doing something because of your word, and yet they don't, there's no basis on it, there's no something you should do, but because you honor your word, I remember, and I can share my own life with this, and I'm not bragging on me by any stretch of the imagination because it hurt. But because of my word and some things that were going on uh, with a situation that happened, I had to honor my word and give thousands of dollars to a person and uh, that did not deserve it that was very, very dishonorable to me in you know in everything that he did and to this day has never honored me. Amen, but God showed me what to do and how to help and how to do, and this same person. Uh, Ended up in a very bad situation, in a very difficult situation. He actually ended up in an insane asylum, lost his mind. And God spoke to my heart and said, He has such anger and such unforgiveness towards you, and you got to go get him delivered. And I said, God, I gave him thousands and thousands of dollars just on my word. And and, and he was. And so what do you mean? I, I did I did what you asked me to do. <laughs> he said, nope, you got to go. And, and he was several states away. So I had to go. And I had to go into this place. I had to go in there and pray for him and get him set free and deliver him out of there. And two weeks later, he was out of there. And he was delivered. And uh, he's living today. And, uh, uh, and you would think, you know, say, well, man, wasn't he so excited for what you did? No, nope. I didn't even get a thank you. Makes you want to honor the dishonorable, don't it? Here's the key, is that you don't ever do anything to get something from somebody else. You always do because God tells you to do it. And when you do that, God will be the one that will cause good things to take place, you know. And uh, because here's the thing. Let me give you a little thing about dishonor, what I wrote down. Dishonor is this, is when a person is dishonorable, he uses his authority or his power for his own advantage. He uses things to better his own life, to increase his own power, his own prestige, and his own position, to line his own pockets. He is, very, he is using honor in a dishonorable manner. And um, what happens is this, too, and that's why you got to guard your heart. Because a dishonorable person can make you dishonorable. You can get the same bad attitude. But here's the key. If a person is dishonorable, he will be unable to handle the dominion, the authority, and the riches and honor that God gives upon them. And that's why they lose things. That's why they always lose everything. They may build it up, but they always lose it because they're not honorable. Because they're not honoring God with what they're doing. They, they don't get to do it. Here's the problem, is that they can't handle it. Those things will handle them. Amen? Amen? And uh, here's the number one thing is that people will honor gifts more than God. And uh, or more than the giver. And so you, the people get to looking at things. They become takers and it messes everything up. But let me give you a great story in the Bible. How many of you know the story of David, okay, King David? But before he was king, you know, Samuel went down there and anointed him king, but then David comes down he kills Goliath and so Saul's like, who is this guy? And he finds out about him. He brings him into his castle there and David's you know, plays for him and, and, and you know, the, the, the evil spirit leaves Saul. He's, he's being really nice. But Saul knows David is, uh, he's a threat to his kingdom. He's a threat to his kingdom. So Saul tries to kill David, tries to throw spears at him you know, and then David gets a covenant with Jonathan, and he says, I'm going to hide out here, and you let me know if your father still wants to kill me, and Jonathan let him know, yeah, he still wants to kill you, okay, and so David goes out, and he gets in the cave of Adullam, and then all of these guys come, and the Bible says all of the ones that are distressed, depressed, and in debt show up, three Ds, <laughs> amen, depressed, you know, distressed and in debt. Okay, and they're all relatives. Glory to God. So they all show up, and David turns these band of, of crazy guys into a super army. And then what happens is, is that Saul's still trying to kill David. He's trying to come, and David doesn't understand. Here's the thing about it. And his men are like, look at this. Saul comes into a cave, and, and David and his men are hiding there. And his men go, See? God has delivered him into your The guy that's trying to kill you. And listen, you're the new king. You know you're supposed to be king. Samuel anointed you. He said you're going to be king. You're the king. You're the rightful heir. You've got a right. You need to go kill him. And David couldn't do it. He actually went out and he cut a piece of his clothing off. And uh, he didn't kill him. And then when he got out there, you know, and he he, he walked out and he said, hey, I could have killed you, but I didn't. And Saul said, well, you're more honorable than I am. Okay. And then he went back home. And his guys couldn't understand that. But David said, I can't touch God's anointed. God put him in. God's going to have to take him out. Because you remember when the guy comes to David and says, hey, guess what? Saul and Jonathan are dead. Now you can be rightful king. And, And he basically says, hey, and I helped kill him. What did David do? He killed that guy. I'm kind of crazy now, huh? Because David wasn't rejoicing about Saul's death. He wept. Because God wanted to do that. God wanted to, to, to restore. But David honored. He went, even though Saul was out to kill him, David would never dishonor the office of king. And so then when David became king, he ruled for 40 years with peace, defeated everybody, amassed I'm asked huge amount of funds to be able to build the temple. But we see this because, you know, <laughs> you know, we look at this and we go, man, I can't I you know and David didn't even have the Spirit of God. We've got the Spirit of God living in us. But not even so much we've got Jesus who's the author and the finisher of our faith. Amen. And even though Jesus, whatever he was reviled against, he didn't revile back. He never brought accusation. He, he had every right to. He could have done all these things here. But he tells us something. Go with me, if you would, to Philippians chapter 2. Y'all doing okay? Sometimes when you teach on this, it just spanks you. But the, the, the good thing about it is, is that we can become who God wants us to become and allow God to be God. And uh, sometimes it's, it's hard, but it'll help you be set free. When you think you've got to take vengeance upon yourself, you don't have to. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. He'll repay. Because when you allow God to be God, you know what's so funny about God is when I honored God and I was praying one time, I said, Lord, you know, I honored you, I did what you, and I did this, and I've honored you, and I said, this is what's going on, you know, and with my family, I said, you know what, I, I trust you. And the same amount of money that I'd given to this guy on my word, somebody turned around and gave it to me back in the same lump sum in order for me to buy, uh, uh, you know, uh, my second house and, uh, and do things and stuff. And so, uh, but it was such a, an, and he honored that. It wasn't that I was asking, I was just saying, God, I'm honoring you, help me. Because I was struggling with some things, uh, you know, okay, I'm being obedient, I'm being obedient, but it doesn't look like things are working here. And I began to just share with God and I began to say, but I'm always going to honor. And God turned some, turned some things around because I had to get my expectations in line on some stuff. Here in Philippians chapter 2, verse 15, it says this, that we may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, <clears throat> In the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom you have hope or among whom you have uh, 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 shine as lights in the world. Amen? We're to shine as light, but we're to, we got a crooked and perverse generation and, and the Lord Jesus is helping us how to, live, how to live honorable lives in the midst of everything that's crazy. And if it was crooked and miserable back then and it was crooked and perverse and crazy back then, How much more crooked and perverse and crazy is it now? Wow. Amen. God's hand, God's plan, God's purpose. Hallelujah. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God that God tells us how to react to those that don't deserve honor or respect. Hallelujah. But glory to God when we do do that. You know, we begin to say, okay, Lord, I'm going to do what David did. I'm just going to continue to pray. I'm going to continue to do what you've called me to do, but I'm not going to harm your anointed. I am not, I'm going to refuse to act and defend myself in the sense of how to make myself right. You know, all of us, we want, we want our flesh to be gratified. Do you ever want to just get your flesh gratified? All of a sudden, before you could get mad at somebody, they came and said, hey, could you please forgive me? And you went, oh, gosh. <laughs> Just messed up all of your anger. Messed up all of you wanting to be mad. I know none of you guys never get mad. Nobody ever gets mad at you. Y'all, perfect, but that's happened to me, you know, where things have, have taken place. And uh, But that's how also... You know, isn't it funny that the Bible says that... Uh, if you know somebody has ought against you, if you know somebody doesn't, has unforgiveness toward you, you're supposed to go to them and ask them to forgive you. It never says for you, if you have ought against somebody, to ever go to them and tell them, hey, you, you, know, you need to get forgiveness. You know, I need to forgive you. Thank you for your overwhelming response. See, the world is, they're going to go tell you where you're wrong. But with God, you only go if you know you're wrong. Y'all okay? I can't help it if the Bible's the Bible. (laughs) It's what God says, you know. Because one of the biggest things, don't you know you want to retaliate? Don't you know I wanted to like shout from the housetop when this guy and I had to do all this and he ends up in an insane asylum. He loses everything he has his family, his home, loses everything. And I'm like, serve you right for just trying to be, you know, picking on me. Don't pick on me. I never said that. I never. I wanted to. Somebody said, "Did you think it?" Of course, I thought it. You guys got to know every thought that is not put in action, a word dies unborn. Okay, just because I thought it, hallelujah, doesn't mean I, I never acted on it. I've thought a lot of things. Thank God, I've been able to take captive those thoughts. Amen. That's where you get in trouble. See. The key is, is one of the biggest ways you can honor God and the greatest ways is you honor God by forgiving the way God forgives. See, God forgives and then he forgets. He puts it in the sea of forgetfulness. He puts it as far away as the east is as from the west. Amen? Amen. Thank God for that. Thank God for his word. Thank God, thank God, thank God. Most people are always fighting the wrong battles. You need to fight the right battles. and We always fight the good fight of faith. We fight it with God... Why am I sharing this? Because I think we've got to rise up. There are going to be battles And we've got to rise up and and speak truth. We've we've got to honor God. We've got to stand for truth, okay? David never backed down from Saul in the sense of things, but he never would try to to kill Saul or do things, but he would stand his ground in what was taking place. Amen? Amen. He always would do that. He would stand up for it and say, no, I'm going to do this. Hallelujah. And you've always got to make sure that the resentment and the revenge of others doesn't get on you. Amen? Amen? God fights our battles. He's battling for the church. We've got to stand up and let him do it. But we've got to refuse to allow resentment, revenge, and an unforgiving spirit to rob us Halliday, of our effectiveness in life. You remember when David got mad that one time, and that guy didn't do right, and he's like, okay, I'm just going to go down and kill him, and thank God for that guy's wife who came out and said, listen, give me some bread, give me something. We got to. Or, Everybody here is going to all die. And she runs out there and falls and says, hey. And she gets David to see that what he's doing is totally wrong. He's in the flesh. He's about to get in big trouble. He's about to cross over and ruin his life. Not alone. He's about to kill everybody else. Because you remember, his guys didn't do anything. All he wanted was a little bit. And this guy said, no, you don't have any. I'm not going to give you guys nothing. I don't care. Who cares if you were nice? Who cares? And he didn't deserve it. Now, we know what happened to that lady's husband. He got him a big old, whatever, turkey leg or whatever, and he choked on that sucker and died that night, okay? And then Adam took his wife, or not, Adam, but David took his wife and, and made her his, his wife. And so, hey, it all works out when you, but, but he, David said this. He said, hey, he said, thank God for her because she stopped me from sinning. That's what he said. He, she stopped me from doing something terrible, you know, hallelujah, you know. I wrote this down here many years ago. As we allow God's mercy and honor toward us to escort us through the tough terrain where dishonor is rampant, and I'm sure I got this from somebody because I'm not this elegant, we will develop a strong and durable confidence to face any relational abuse in our lives, even the worst. And if you don't have that, you know, you're going to be lied about, you're going to be misused, there's going to be people that treat you the wrong way, but you've got to know how to React the right way. Amen. Because the Bible tells us we have to live honorably. Amen. We have to live in light of the word of God. Hallelujah. You know. And um, one thing that I've always found out this out too is that if we'll not put our nose where it's not belonged, we'll be a whole lot better. See, one of the biggest problems in the body of Christ is we're always trying to be the Holy Spirit and correct everybody. And one of the biggest problems, we're always trying to correct people that we have no authority over or somebody who is very dishonorable. Let's let God deal with them. God will take care of it. Let God, that's what David said, you know. And here's the thing about it. You never correct error with abuse. You never correct error with your trying to force something. You always correct error with truth. You just speak truth. And truth always stands alone and you don't have to worry about it. They can speak error all they want to, but as long as you're speaking truth, truth will stand and truth will, will, will produce what it needs to be and it'll do things. See, honor always demands that we look at ourselves and we judge ourselves. Amen? Because honor also brings responsibility that it's up to me. And if I'm going to live honorably, I'm going to honor those around me. I'm going to honor others. I'm going to honor God first and foremost. Hallelujah. And I've got to humble myself. Because the Bible says before honor is humility. So humility always comes before honor. Which humbleness doesn't mean you put yourself down. Humbleness simply means I'm going to allow God to be God. But I'm not going to let anybody else get frustrated because God's blessing me. Because then to honor God is to honor him with faith and love. Amen? That's how God does it. God told us to do that. Hallelujah. You know, and then he said, if, if I honor him, I'm going to know how to walk in his dominion. I'm going to know how to walk in his authority. And people get mad at you when you do that. They do. and Because you, you know how to control your thoughts and you know how to control your flesh. Hallelujah. So you're giving him, because you've given him dominion, you've given him authority over you. Amen? You know, and I, I've had people, it's, it's interesting because I've had people get mad at me just because of, of my love and my heart for God and, and, you know, I'm like, I didn't do anything wrong. It's just like they just, because it's like they get frustrated and mad and yet because I am being honorable and because I am preferring other people, amen, and, and they just get upset. I so, said, well, you can't be, because here's the key. They're upset because I didn't give it all to them because I gave to others. They're upset because, you know, I blessed or I did things that they thought they should have gotten. Come on now. It gets really, really quiet when you talk about things. But aren't you glad Jesus honored us with these things here? I'm going to close with this, you know. Jesus honored us, number one, with himself. Wow. Aren't you glad you're saved? I'm so glad. Hallelujah. You know, he also honored us with eternal life. He honored us with his presence, with his love. He honored us with his life. He's given unto us all the things that pertain unto life and godliness. He's given everything to us so that we can in turn return that honor and glory to him and live victoriously, live joyfully. Amen? With what he's saying for us. Hallelujah. It just in turn blesses us. And the biggest key is that that's why I say purpose is this. How do we live on honoring on purpose is this is that we live a life that he directs, that he shows us. It's amazing how many people are always trying to see it. Well, I don't know if I'm in the will of God. I don't know if I'm doing this. I want to know the will of God. Listen, the will of God's not hard. He's not hiding it from you. You just got to sit down and talk to him and sit down and, and just relinquish your will for his will, but also just talk to his Lord, direct my steps, show me. You said if I delight myself in you, give me the desires of my heart. And he'll do those things. And he'll show you things to come. And enjoy the journey. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. See, when we live by God's word, everything changes. Everything works out right. Hallelujah. Because he told us what to do. Like I said, biggest key, what is his first thing he wants us to do? Wants us to worship. He wants us to be in his presence. He wants us to fellowship with him. When your relationship with God is right, then your relationship with others will begin to work out and everything. And you'll be nice and friendly. You'll be easy to get along with. You won't be so cranky and mean. Hallelujah. It's amazing to me how people, you know, can say they have a great relationship with God and they hate everybody. (laughs) Doesn't work that way. Amen? Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just honor you. Thank you for these wonderful folks. Lord, I know I dumped a ton on them tonight. They weren't ready for this. They were coming for a nice little Wednesday night service, and you just smacked them all. Hallelujah. I love you. And In fact, I know those that were tuned in for the first five seconds, they said, uh-uh, we ain't getting this. I ain't watching this. I don't want no honor in my life. I don't want to have to be responsible for anything. But, Lord, thank you for those that are here that have endured and have received because I know what the blessings of honor is. I know what the blessings of what you do when, when, when you're honored, hallelujah, that you bestow honor because it says that in our very first scripture, he who honors God, God will honor him. So thank you for it, Father. Thank you that you're the one that meets and supplies all of our needs. Thank you for each and every one that's here, Father. I just honor you for that and I thank you for it now. And it's in Jesus' name I pray, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, if you're here and you don't know Jesus, you know, we always want to give an altar call. And the reason we always do it is because we want to make sure people know that they can be born again. They can know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Because that's the most important thing. The most important thing is your relationship with Him. I tell you, because that's what changes everything. When you know God loves you, it changes everything about you. It really does. It doesn't matter if somebody puts you down. It doesn't matter if somebody says this or says that. It doesn't matter what anybody does. When you know God loves you and you love him, you're a majority. The problem is most people don't know how much God loves them. So if you don't have a revelation that if you died today that you would make heaven or you don't have a revelation of how much God loves you that he's not holding your sins against you, that he made a way for you to be forgiven and you want to, then let's pray. Just raise your hand, let's pray. If you're here or if you're watching, Hallelujah. To know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Many people try to live holy or they try to live without having a relationship with you. You can't do that. You can't try to get good enough to get saved. You can't try to get, I tried to do this, I tried to put that. I tried to live that life, it doesn't work. No, it'll never work if you don't get born again. It'll never work if you don't get saved. You gotta be a new creature. You know, people all say, well, I was born this way. Well, fine, but get born again and God'll change it. Amen, it'll change everything. If you get born again, it's good stuff, amen? Hallelujah, anywhere, okay, good, hallelujah. Well, hallelujah. Praise God, we're gonna receive this evening's tithes and offering as we do always at the end of the service. Those of you watching, you know how to do that. Those of you, there's uh, envelopes right there. Those of you who are doing this, I have to do this. Uh, um, I usually do this on Wednesday just so I can keep it, uh, keep it up. So when if I go places, I can still come back and do things. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. That's that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. Praise the Lord. I always have to pay attention. Don't want to add too many zeros or too many things there. God's good. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. So let's pray over this offering and then I'm going to give you a couple of announcements. Father, we honor you once again. You're such a great God. Lord, we bring our tithes and offerings. We worship you with our giving. Thank you that you're involved in our lives, involved in everything we do. Lord, I, I honor you, and I thank you as each one purposes in their heart to give, so let them give. and Lord, you meet and supply all of their needs, and it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. Ushers, go ahead. Let's receive this offering. I do want to say this one here. Uh, Voting no on Proposition 1, yeah, Proposition 1 is crazy, okay? And we live in a crazy state. Actually, almost all of the propositions, you just ought to vote no on all of them. They're just nuts because of the way they're trying to do what they're trying to do. Our state's trying to lead in all of the ungodliness it can. It's trying to be this forerunner in idiots, idiocy or whatever you want to call it, just being idiots. And I can say that to them. It's amazing. I don't know why, but it just is. But here's the thing about it. I I love this state. I love where we're at because God called me here. I was born in this crazy state, okay? Hallelujah. And uh, left it, and then God called me back. Hallelujah. And so uh, uh, he said, I've got an assignment, and we're here, and that assignment is still to be here. And so we are praying. God's called us. So uh, we have flyers out there if you want to know the real reasons or why it doesn't, but it'll tell you and show you. And it'll be, it'll be really good to do uh, um, what, what needs to happen along that line for sure. Amen? It is. And then, of course, we got two weeks we're going to be, well, not two weeks, but three weeks, I guess, we're going to be voting. Or two weeks, is it two weeks from this Tuesday? Three weeks. Three, because it's the 8th of November, okay? So uh, it's uh, so three weeks from yesterday. Yeah, that's right. Three weeks from yesterday. And vote. We need to go. I mean, at least you have a right to complain. Hallelujah. And do things. It's, uh, you know, glory to God. That's what I always, I mean, hey, we're going to do. But we're believing God. You know, we're exercising our faith. We're doing everything. Our faith and everybody else is trying to stop uh, things from happening. But you know what? I totally believe with all of my heart they can't stop revival. They can't stop the power of God. And no matter how much they try to turn up the furnace, you know, the more persecution they bring, the greater the church is going to grow and the greater the church is going to be. But we're going to stand our ground and, and believe God for his hand and his plan and his purpose uh, upon this. And so we're going to see many, many more people born into the kingdom of God. Amen. And that's our goal because people are going to say, it's just too crazy out there. I need some help. I need some hope. And we're going to do the honorable thing. We're going to always be honorable. We're going to always do stuff. Amen. Hallelujah. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to be that way. So, hey, God's grace, God's goodness. And so, praise the Lord. Let's all stand up. Amen. I love you. God loves you. And hallelujah. You be blessed. And all of you watching, we'll see you on Sunday. Amen.